0: All right, y'all, welcome to the Mad Rhythms Podcast Network. This is the Either And Podcast, and I'm your host, Brill Barrett. When there's contention or controversy, most people believe the solution has to be either or. I believe the solution lies somewhere in either and. All right, y'all, welcome to the latest episode. My producer, Vanessa, suggested this time around, instead of me just talking about my ideas and the way I see things and the either end of it all that she wanted to play some we were having a conversation about a lot of the, the podcast that exists now and what some of the men are saying and how they think and so this is going to be a little different format than the than the other episodes where this is going to be more of a reaction episode i'll hear what one of these guys has to say and then i'll give you my thoughts my two cents on it and we'll see what happens all right you ready vanessa All right, hit me with the first one. All right, here we go. Here we go. She says, "I got a good job. I make very, very good money." And she says, "The only thing I need now is a man." (laughs) It's like, yo, like who wants you? Okay, stop, stop, stop. Stop. Okay, we got that. (laughs) We we gotta stop immediately (laughs) on that one. So, (laughs) first of all, nobody wants a successful woman. That is the craziest ish. (laughs) i i'm trying to watch my mouth that's the craziest stuff i've ever heard and these are young guys like late late 20s early 30s maybe no one wants a successful like who wants you was his response to a woman saying she's successful and then the other guys cracked up laughing so nobody even pushed back like on the spot like how is this even like, yo? Know, this is crazy. I'm sorry, <laughs> I can't. And there's a lot of this out there from from what I'm from what I'm told, but I don't understand how. And maybe that's that that speaks to the ego of of the guys who just made the statement. Maybe they're saying nobody, or maybe they think that nobody wants a successful woman because then you can't hold your success over her head, or maybe her success makes you feel less important about your success I don't know but that's 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 crazy that's the craziest thing I've ever heard and I'm sure it's gonna get more crazy um you got another one
1: well I'm gonna play a response that I think a guy there was a guy who made a response uh-huh and he, he didn't reference this but I think it's a good response okay you know to that one hold on let's hear it let's hear it. Oh my
0: gosh, where did it go? Crap. Well, that's right. You heard my response. <laughs> I heard you, heard it, <laughs> you heard my response. And uh, I don't know. After after, When com- I find it,
1: I'll play another video
0: for you. I'll okay, play another okay. For you You're a woman over 27. It's time to sell. <laughs> If you're a woman over 30, it's time to put some it's the sign it's time to mark this shit on fifty percent off. If you're over thirty-five, it's time to put that shit on clearance. If you have forty, it's time to put that shit at the outlet. If you have fifty, salvation army. (laughs) Okay. Let's unpack that. (laughs) So, first and foremost, it's so crazy. That we live in a society where as men get older, they're perceived as more powerful, more everything that a woman would want, more desirable, like the term cat daddy goes around, like zaddy is a a common term. So in the landscape of things, when men get older, they're perceived as more desirable. But according to what this guy just said, the older a woman gets the less desirable shit. And again, see, that's that... Okay, y'all hear my response in real time? So the deep breaths and the sighs of sorrow—it's real because I don't even understand. I, I don't—I don't know where these guys are coming from. I would think that if you're confident in your manhood, then the more you know what it is. I think it's that difference in um, some years ago. Jill Scott had a song. I can't remember the. I, I can and the song was "I Need You." And the lyrics were all about her singing how I can do all these things. I I can I can fix the car. I can cook a meal. I can take my son to school. I can fix the paneling on the roof like she was like, I can do all of this by myself. So I don't need a man to do that. But like, I need you because I want you like my need for you is because I want you in my life. And I think that's something maybe a lot of 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 us aren't prepared to really understand. You want to feel needed as a provider, or I should say we as men usually want to feel needed as a provider, as, as a, as a caretaker of sorts. And so when a woman doesn't need us for that, I guess to these guys, that woman is then undesirable because why would they want to be with a woman who doesn't need them to be what they deem a man to be. But I think that goes into the, a reference back to the podcast I did for women's history month when just talking about like emotions, like a woman could want you for your emotional, what you bring to the relationship or to the table emotionally. But we don't even look at that as something that we bring, I think as men. And I think that's sad because again, then we're reducing women down to how much they need us to whether we want them. And that's a like, I, what kind of, equa- how would you make that an equation on paper? Like, how would you write that down? I don't, I don't even know. Solve for X is unsolvable because that equation doesn't make sense. I think if two people are successful and confident in their standaloneness, then when they come together, then they add to each other instead of one person having to fulfill what the other person is missing. Like, I've never liked the term you complete me because I think if you need another person to complete you, then you're always at the whim, at the mercy of that other piece, and uh, excuse me, that other person, for your completion. But I think if two individuals come into a relationship, come into something, and they're both confident and accomplished and have gone through things and are both bringing their full selves to the relationship, then you have a situation, or then you have a a relationship that's built upon a mutual need and a mutual want for each other. So just because a woman gets a certain age. Her not being viable or desirable or worthy of a relationship. That's the stupidest ish I ever heard. And I know I said the other thing that the guy said was stupidest ish. But now this is, it, he, he this took the cake. We got another one. You got yeah. something else? Mercedes, what you got? Because I'm over here getting mad. <laughs>
1: Let's, see. Let's see what she got. Let's see what
0: she got. You haven't even you haven't even responded to what I said. You haven't even watched the full video of where the excerpt was coming from. And then but your friend has the nerve to make a judgment that women have no problem judging men on partial information. Please stop when a man, women. Please. And you act you women are acting just like so many women who get upset. You have little to no information, you're not willing to do the work. To
1: ask what you're responding to i'm responding back to it so you're you're referring to past videos but i'm referring to things that you're telling me now but you don't even let me you don't even let other people talk you're asking me how old i am you're generalizing women Anybody- no we haven't had sex okay why why because i
0: don't <laughs> Okay, okay okay you, you, you can stop it so it's funny you said that's not a good one well yeah because i know that's not the one you were looking for but Even that clip told so much like and she called him out on it, which was. Like all his statements about her were women, instead of saying you didn't let me or you didn't. He's like, women never let you and Women go for. And I'm like, wait a minute. How did this turn into a moratorium on women when you were talking to that specific woman or those two specific women? So I don't know. It's very interesting. It's because it tells a lot about. So here's my question it sounds like a lot of these men don't even like women. Like the critique is so harsh and so, and not that you can't critique something that you like or love, but it just sounds like they don't even really like women. And I, and I haven't listened. No, I didn't listen to the full three hour show. I hmm, I wouldn't want to, I, I don't think I could put myself through that, <laughs> but I think, that what I just heard was still a disrespect. Even when talking to the women who were talking about the episode, she called it out. You wouldn't let her complete her point. And then you start generalizing. Well, how do you da, 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 da. And I get it. We can create assumptions based on certain details, but it's just that it's still an assumption because everybody's not the same. And while some things may be, more common than others you still got to find your way into listening to that person and what that person is talking about and then respond to that directed at that person so it's crazy to me when in talking to her he he started generalizing the terms again so that was interesting and that that's a telltale to me of a lot of other things but i don't know i don't know what did you find the one you were looking for
1: Oh, there's several. I mean, most of them are by the same guy. Let's see if you like this
0: one. <laughs> I think like might be a strong word for any of these I'm clips. Married.
1: I don't, I would not choose. I would not choose to date into something like that. I got to choose to be single. Okay. I'm a PhD. Okay, so. congratulations. Zero oh! for that, baby.
0: <laughs> what did your husband say about this? Did y'all discuss it?
1: No, I'm not married. I don't. I, I would not choose. I would not choose to date into something like that. I got choose to be single. Okay. I'm a PhD. Okay. Congratulations.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. I get the context now. Okay. So that reaction was because she's a PhD and she chooses to be single, and that's somehow a bad thing. It seems like he, he's looking at that like that's a bad thing.
1: Yes. Yeah, so basically, if you listen to his content, mm-hmm. basically, if you're a Ph.D. and you're a woman, then you're like that's basically saying like you're overqualified. You're doing too much. You know, you <laughs> live, That means you live at home alone. You, uh-huh. you know, you went out and you became successful. And like you saw, like we like in the clip that you heard before we started,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you're un- you're unmarriable.
0: OK, so, yeah, all of this. I don't even know where to begin other than I think it's primitive thought. It's primitive. Like, but you know what? It, it, it goes back to what I was saying in the earlier podcast, (laughs) the women's history month podcast. I guess I can keep referring to that because it is literally men's perception of what a woman should be. determines how they treat those women. You can have your preferences, things you like, things you prefer. Everybody does. That's across the board. But it's so crazy how a successful woman literally equates to unmarriable in these guys or this guy's book. That's crazy to me. But I think it goes to a deep seated issue of. I'm uncomfortable. If you don't need me for every decision, if you don't need me to be the boss, then I'm uncomfortable existing that way. And that's, I mean, I remember going through a period in my life where I was like that, so I can't even front and act like I don't understand where it came from. But you're supposed to grow and get wiser as you get older.
1: You want to hear something else real quick?
0: Sure. Is- <laughs> it's, is- it can only go downhill from here.
1: Well, no, this is in line with something that you would probably say. Okay. This is somebody, you know. Let's see, ladies, this is giving me real little man syndrome, and I'm not talking about the height these men who are saying that they don't want to with a woman if she makes more money than them. I heard Let this. me clarify that for you right now, okay? Because what they're really failing to say is that they have such deep-seated insecurities. Any man who thinks like this has such deep-seated insecurities that they don't believe they have any value to a woman outside of the money that they bring to the table. Therefore, they believe that the only way to maintain your commitment and control over you is by you having less than them. So essentially, you can't afford to leave them. I'm going to tell you this right now, honey. They can deal with that in a therapy session or deal with them with the mother who broke them into having that mindset but as for you darlings you deserve to be with a man who values you for all the greatness that you bring to the table and you should never diminish yourself or your light just so you can be attracted to some fragile man who's only looking for someone to be subservient under him because he himself feels too weak and too powerless to
0: ever be with his equal okay i think that's gonna close us <laughs> i mean literally that that's what i've been saying in very roundabout ways. she was extremely direct and to the point with it But that makes sense to me because if if everything that men think we bring to a relationship is equated to money, then of course we don't want a woman to make more money than us because then that would mean she's bringing more value to the relationship and we don't want to be outdone or outvalued in our relationships. So that makes perfect sense. If all you got, if all you bring into the relationship is money, and that's also to say that, again, what I touched on earlier, you're not bringing anything emotionally. You're not bringing like the 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 whole, I don't know, the collective work aspect of like, you're not bringing much else to the table. And so therefore, the money has the ultimate value relationship wise to you. So that's why you place it on the woman in the same way. So yeah, yeah, I, I, I had seen that clip because somebody else was like, and it was a guy who shared it and was like, I may not like the way it sounds, but facts are facts or something like that was his was his um, comment before he shared it. And, I, and I'm and i in agreement with that. Like. If all you bring is one thing and that one thing is uh, circumstantial in the evidence area, then. Yeah, you're not going to want a woman who can bring that same exact thing, because then you feel like you're devalued. So I would say that's your problem, not hers. But again, I understand why you wouldn't want to date her or why you think she's undesirable or even unmarriable because you're afraid that, that she immediately, you give her the power by the way you think about money. So then you figure out if you're in a situation with her, she's going to immediately have that power because you've already admitted to giving the power in that way. So yeah, what else you got?
1: So there's this other I'm trying to find the clip There's Uh this group called the Fresh and Fit Podcast uh, where they made something where they're saying that they don't like black women. And if they do, if they were to date a black woman, she can't be dark skinned. And I'm trying to find that clip for you.
0: (laughs) My stomach is churning inside out as you say these statements. So while you look for that clip. All I can, I mean, so, and that touches on so much other stuff. So there's, we've been talking about the money thing. So now you're going to touch on the, the, the conditioning of black people, specifically in this case, black men in society, the whole white is right aspect that comes from before slavery, that comes from slavery, that comes from, the way our ancestors existed in this country. And we were taught and trained to think that the more close to white we are or something is the better or more right it is. And so, and then once you get into black women, it's the same, it's the same image. It's the same imagery. It's the same ideology that a light skinned black woman represents, I think closer to white. So you're still vying that as being better than the black woman or the dark skinned black woman. So there's a lot of, there's, 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 (laughs) there's conditioning. There's a white supremacy complex that a lot of us, a white superiority complex that a lot of us hold because we've been trained to do so. And then there's the, the, (laughs) yeah, there's a lot. Then there's the colorism and then there's the, yeah. So, Ready for it? Yeah, come on. <laughs> I don't know that I am, but we're going to listen anyway.
1: All right,
0: let's see. This is pretty raw. bats and I When women say, I want a man that's six feet tall, makes a certain amount of money, blah, 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 those are considered preferences. But if I say, hey, man, I don't date black girls like that. Oh, God. You hate black women. How oh,
1: dare you? You know what I'm saying? Right. It's
0: ridiculous. My mom's black. Your mom's black. Yeah. My sister's black. Like, bro. We just have a preference. If we had a black woman, would we bring African-American women and black women on the show? Okay, but the, all the, time? the, the question... Let me finish. Let me finish. Okay, we please. would not if we if we had a, a issue, an issue with them. Our dating preferences are our preferences. Just like you have the prerogative as a woman to date a man that makes a certain amount of money, a high income, whatever it is, no one bats an eye. We are free to choose who we want to hook up with and date. Like, what the hell? Like, there's nothing wrong with having a preference. When it comes to dating and your personal preferences, is, is no one true? bats an eye. i can't i can't even okay so it's trying to force itself on us um it won't stop so there's oh god um
1: i mean i get it it is his preference i and i you know and i i wouldn't want to date him if that's what you like i
0: don't want you But there's so much more in it. So what what I always hear, and I say this, so so let me make the blanket statement first. Love is love. You're attracted to who you're attracted to. You can like who you like. All of that. In a perfect world, that makes total sense. Black, white, gay, straight, man, woman, like it, whatever. If you find an attraction and connection with somebody, roll with it. I believe in that fully. However, (laughs) this is the either end of it all. I believe that. But I also believe that you can't erase all the years of historic racism, all the years of what our people have been through. And to know, think about it. We live in a society that once taught us and still teaches us not the same way, but that black skin or black women are undesirable. And so when you hear somebody say, well, especially a black person, but just say, I don't date black women. I don't like black women. Then you got to look at all of the other stuff that's added into that statement. That's a packed statement. And if you unpack it, you'll get into understanding that again, there's a lot of white superiority ideologies that we carry in us as black people. I'll say it and I'll say it again and again and again. And what that does is it makes us take on the qualities and the characteristics of the same people that subjugated us or the same people that oppressed us and the same people that are responsible for why a lot of the situations are the way they are right now with us and our people. So as an innocent statement by itself, it shouldn't mean a lot for somebody to express their preferences. But a lot of times, like I remember hearing certain ball players say, and I think, uh, Kanye even sang about it in a, in one of his raps when he talked about uh, ball players say when I get rich I'm going to grow up and marry a white girl I don't know what the exact statement is I'm paraphrasing obviously but the whole thing is we equate white women with success so to be successful or to show that you're successful you got to make this much money and have this kind of woman and a white woman or as close to a white woman is how you equate success. And that's the problem in the underlying of that statement. I remember I knew uh, a young lady that's an actress here in the city and she was uh, auditioning for a role on empire when it was filming here. And they literally had on their audition sides when they were casting certain roles, if the woman was, if it was supposed to be a, a high class situation in the description of what they were looking for, they would say light complexion. If it was supposed to be a hood rat or a ghetto girl or any of a thought, any of that terminology that's negatively impacting, then they looked for dark-skinned women. So that goes to how we think about our dark-skinned sisters, how we think about our black women as a whole, that we have a problem and that that problem is created by societal norms. We live in a society right now where everything considered uh, black features or black attributes are only really accepted when non-black women have them. Kim Kardashian is one of the most famous women in the world because she literally adopted black features. A woman with a big butt, that is just not like most black women I know have big butts. That's just not a crazy thing. But all of a sudden, when white women started having big butts through whatever that process was, the surgery or the pills, I don't know, it's not my world. Then all of a sudden, it was a thing. I remember hearing a lot of black men going crazy about Angelina Jolie's lips. And I went, but her lips just look closer to what most of the black women I know their lips already look like. So it's interesting when, when we love black attributes or black features but only on non-black women. I remember, and and here's here's a, a and to that and is the guy that played in Lovecraft Country. What's his name? Uh, the actor. Um, he's also in the, in the, the Marvel The Eternals. He plays Kang. What's that guy's name? Can can you can you check that? Mm-hmm. What What's his name? Did you pull it up?
1: up now okay yeah the main
0: guy uh i can't think of his name right now but he has a big nose (laughs) just and that's the way people talk about him but the funny thing is is hearing women talk about he would be attractive jonathan maybe jonathan not winters majors jonathan majors talking about his nose and if and how good they thought he would look if he had a smaller nose. Like one woman even went in the comments to say he needed to get his nose done. He needed to get whatever that surgery is that thins the the bridge of the nose. Rhinoplasty. Yes. Um and it's, I remember reading big. well, but um, this was this was a topic on Twitter one day and I was just happened to get catch it. And once again, it's that thing. So features that are very inherent to African and African diasporic people. That's a fancy way to say black people from anywhere in the world. Features that are inherent to us are looked at as the opposite of the norms for beauty, of the beauty standard. Because we live in a country that has taught us from, from, from our time here in, in the slave age, the enslaved period. And I won't even get into talking about those of us that were already here and the natives that were really black. And that's that's another podcast. But the whole ideology that the standard of beauty is rooted in white women. And the features that are inherent to white women is why it's the opposite with black women. So whenever I hear someone say they don't fool with black women, all that history runs through my mind. And I'm saying, yep, you drank the Kool-Aid, you fell for the okie-doke, you have let the society that diminishes all aspects of black people let you diminish black women or black features or not black features unless they're on not black, you know, like it's, it's, it's crazy, it's a lot. So, yeah, I don't, again, on the surface, those statements shouldn't be packed with anything else than what they're saying, but we know what I have a problem with is talking with people who ignore the history of this country and the history of black people in this country. Everything is different when you add it into the contextualization of black people in this country. Everything is different. Everything means more. Everything is cold. And so, yeah, I, yeah, that, that's, that's my stance on that. <laughs> that's the either end of that. So what you think? I
1: mean, I could
0: give you more, but <laughs> yeah. I can give you more, but it'll all be the same. Yeah, yeah. Well, and 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 that, you know. I, so, this is gonna be a shorter episode than the other episodes because we're trying something new and just wanted to check it out and see how it worked. And I actually liked it. I think we'll do it again, especially if after you all listen, you comment and let us know what you think, and uh, if you want more episodes where we kind of take on current events in real time and I respond to them, I could do that. I don't mind at all, but let me end with this. When a lot of the material is based around the same couple of things that lets you know that it has become the trend. And so when devaluing the beauty of black women has become the trend, we better stop and take stock in ourselves. It was a long time ago that Malcolm X said, the most unprotected woman in the world is the black woman. And we are doing nothing but proving that right. If we continue. So I just say to everybody, especially black men, open your eyes and peep what you are doing in your culture, in your community, to your sisters, to our queens. All right? And that's 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 going to be that piece. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Either hand Podcast. I'm your host, Brill Barrett, and I'm signing off. And uh, like I say in the comments, tell me what you think. I can't wait. to to hear what you all say and what you think. All right? With that being said, peace.